In a world where people are forced to wait, three men formed a bond to develop a podcast called Cutting Weight. One of them is known for his ruggish good looks, another for his bombastic sense of humor. The other one's name is Shane. And then we also have a waitress slash fact checker slash producer slash marketing exec, Baba Brunetti. Welcome to Cutting Weight. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Cutting Weight. We're coming to you from Cutting Weight Cabin, and uh, I'm your host, Mike Stahl. Jim Ayers is here with me, Shay Mignona, uh, Baba Brunetti's in the background, you betcha. Welcome back, Tony. That was a wave from Tony. He waved. All right. He waved, everybody, for the, all the listeners out there, all 30 of you. Um, we we've think, got, you think we get 30? Yeah, we've got, well, on a good week. We have 30 yeah. listeners. We, we round up. I will say that I've been padding our stats. I download the podcast over 40 times every week, so I'm not sure where we're at. With explains, the uh, explains the re- recent jump with the listeners here. We got a, a special episode here tonight. If um, uh, Gosh, I guarantee everybody that's listening probably knows that I'm uh, one year out from retirement from the U.S. Army, so we're having a little... A uh, little soiree this weekend. We've brought some out-of-towner guests some, in. Some heavy hitters. Some heavy hitters, <laughs> absolutely, for sure. Uh, and one of them is sitting across from me uh, tonight. He's known as uh, as Sexual Chocolate, but we'll actually bring him in here uh, just, just in a brief moment. Uh, Shane brought in a couple of different spirits here today. Actually, three. This is a well, this wait, is be, groundbreaking. Be, before right we get now. too far here, Mike, like we do, I think we do need to say that it was your birthday yesterday, correct? Uh, October, tw- yeah, October 20th. It was this week. It was my birthday. Or was it two days ago? Two days ago. It was, it was recent. Two days Very ago. Very recent. So, <laughs> yep. just so. want to say a big happy birthday to you, Mike. Yeah, thanks, partner. I appreciate that. Four or five, am I correct in saying that? Uh, the, the family actually gathered together and we did like elementary level math to figure out how old I am. And I, we determined I'm I'm at least 45. <laughs> so, uh, at they this point. The, they brought the abacus. And like, yeah, you know? my fourth grader figured it out for everybody. So, we're. Uh, four, yeah. four score and five years ago you four were or five yeah we're on the on the you know i hate to say it probably the back half <laughs> the, the better half you know i mean we're a little bit yeah. smarter maybe i think we're yeah i think you know 45 is the new 25 that's like it's right in your wheelhouse yeah, for sure I think it's what for everybody sure. tells themselves. Speaking of wheelhouse, we'll we'll talk about the beer here in a second. My knee uh, is actually sixty five, so um, I won't be doing any running or wrestling or football playing here anytime soon. But uh, parts of me are aging pretty rapidly. Yeah. Well, you beat your body up for years and years and years, and uh, I did. You got to pay the piper. I think beat, <laughs> beat up certain ports, portions of it. <laughs> Uh, pretty well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tony knows what I'm talking about. Tony knows what I'm talking about back there. You just keep throwing that <laughs> yeah, chip chief. Just keep beating up myself anyway. Um, all right, Shane, you... I, I, he, I think he did it again. He did it again. Uh, yeah, I do. Oops, he did it again. Um, you beer. brought three spirit. You, got, you have a beer. You also brought something... Um, 
I, I guess we'll introduce it when we talk to Tony here in a second. But you brought a beer, you brought whiskey, and you brought something from a previous podcast here called the In- Infusions. <laughs> Jim Ayers calls it the Infusion, the Transfusion. You found it. Where'd you find it? I found it at uh, World Wines in. Uh, in oh yeah, that's a good yeah, place. It's a liquor store. That's where I got those. They would be good sponsors, Tony. You live out there, yeah. Yeah, Tony. add that to the list of potential sponsors. <laughs> potential sponsors. We're up to hundred now. <laughs> All of them have declined. It's just a numbers game, though. You got to keep throwing that stone, and then you know eventually one of them hits. All right, so this is a uh, Melvin Hubert MPA. Can you tell us about this, Shane? Is anyone cur- courageous enough to read about it? No, there's a lot of a lot of words on the side. I'm not going to read it today. I just don't know what MPA stands for. Um, oh, it's a Melvin Pale Ale. Melvin Pale Ale. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, it's pretty tasty. It's from Wyoming. It's our from first, our first Wyoming beer. It is our first Wyoming beer, and our guest happens to be from that region. Actually, Idaho. But uh, but he knew about but he knew about these guys. He knew about Melvin Brewing Company. But it is it is on that side of the Mississippi, so I think we should give it to him. Um he, he gets any credit for anything west of the Mississippi. What do you guys think of the beer? Good. I didn't try it yet. It's it's very very good. I will be buying this again. An MPA? Excellent. Yeah. Shane's going to buy another six pack everybody, so in another 8 weeks when he finishes that one, he's going to he's going to be back and Red wine and brew saying, hey, give me your, give me another hefty IPA. Don't look at me like I'm some kind of drunk. Right just away. I, just because I was in here six months ago. <laughs> minus six I don't pack. know if I could drink them that fast. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've got a, a special guest here tonight, and uh, it's one of our, um, it's one of the, uh, our first guests that's actually outside of the region here and not super good friends with Jim Ayers, I think. <laughs> It's, it's a uh, double double whammy, <laughs> double whammy. Which uh, I think we're going national with this with this podcast. I think. Yeah, I think this is a big step for us. I'm assuming you. He has what? Would you say four hundred thousand Twitter followers? Is that what you told me? Uh, I might have told you that it was a lie, um, but I might have <laughs> I might have said that. Well, we fell for it. hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> hook, Mike, line, and sinker. Anyway, it's my uncle. <laughs> it's my uncle Lewis. <laughs> He turned 85 today. No. Um, Pull your pants up, Lewis. <laughs> All right. One of my, uh, I, I can't even say one of my, my best army friend is across the table from me here, Mr. Tony Joe Lyles. The truth, Lyles, um, is, is in here in the cabin with us. We were battle buddies through uh, thick and thin. Uh, we, we met each other in 2016. When we took command of uh, of the battalion out in Colorado Springs, uh, Tony and I served together for the next two years, and then we uh, uh, we've been best friends ever since. And um, I, it's my great pleasure to introduce to to the listeners here and to the to the other hosts of uh, the Cutting Weight Crew here. Welcome, Tony Lyles. It's great to be here. Thank you so much. And he's got a voice for radio. My he does. God, he's... it's it's a satiny voice, smooth. <laughs> oh my it's God, real smooth. Ah, uh, geez. So Tony, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, and make it funny and entertaining, because um, otherwise people aren't going to listen. No, I'm kidding. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> actually, I mean, it is kind of funny. I'm a I'm a, a dude from North Carolina. I happen to be of the pecan tan 
type of skin tone. And <laughs> my mother was a seamstress for Wrangler, and I used to try to turn a W upside down to make it look like Levi's, but <laughs> it just didn't work. But um, happy to be here. Grew up in rural North Carolina. Met Mike in 2016, and um, I'll tell you, that's my brother from another mother. So um, happy to be here, and um, happy to celebrate this great, great military career of this great American. And, yeah. Um, so let's get it on. Yeah, we're I'm a one year removed, if we didn't make that clear at the start of the show, one year removed from retiring from the U.S. Army. We're going to have a little party here on Saturday. Party. And if you're listening, come on out. Shane probably won't edit this in time. <laughs> but I think it'd be funny if you showed up. But maybe, but, but maybe, <laughs> maybe you know, Baba Brunetti can tweet it out. Yeah, tweet it out. We're going to be down at the... At, uh, Auburn, <laughs> Auburn City yeah. Hall. Basically, about, like yeah. next to it, yeah. Yeah, right next to it. Come on, stop by the fire station and ask for directions. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, Tony, did you, re- when did you retire? Or I retired uh, um, September 2019. Okay, so, so you were about, about a years, year ahead of Mike then, yep. right? Okay. So, Tony is... So uh, this is I mean, I'm, I'm also going to kind of treat this party tomorrow as a celebration of Tony and his retirement, too. Because he never got to have a... Uh, I guess that you don't. <laughs> it's really more about me. I was hoping it would be more about me. No, Well, it can be a little about you, Mike. <laughs> Mike got to get a shine It's on. not he all about you. Let him shine. Uh, no, it's all... It's all I, I, you know, I've thought a lot about tomorrow and what it will be, and it's really... I, I told Tony earlier today I would probably just spend a lot of it just kind of back in the corner looking at all the, all the special people in my life, intermingling my best friends from... Uh, my childhood, high school, college, uh, the army, and uh, my family—all um, kind of intermingling at one time. It's going to be a, a pretty special day, I think. I'm unfortunately going to be too drunk to remember it. Well, uh, hopefully, people will be taking some videos. <laughs> yeah, I imagine I, I will. There will be some pictures where I look back and like I kind of remember that. You'd be like, that person was there? <laughs> yeah. Well, Tony, this is Tony? Well, now that you sent an open invite out to everyone in, <laughs> yeah. in the, you know, North America. Come you'll on be like, down. I, I don't know that guy. <laughs> Who is that yeah, guy? Right. <laughs> cousin Pete. <laughs> he said he was Cousin Pete, but I'm pretty sure I don't have a Cousin Pete. It's shaping up to be a, a good day. Tony, what's your impression of uh, Northeast Ohio in October, man? Man, this place is like Norman Rockwell in motion. <laughs> yeah, it I can see where... Well, the I mean, falls, you're in colors. Sugar and Falls, so yeah. that that is like... I think they base Sugar and Falls on a Norman Rockwell painting, so... You kidding you know, me, right? You're, no, no. <laughs> this is like Norman Rockwell. But it Rockwell. could be. It this could is, be for yeah, sure. I'm living in it right now. I mean, yeah, for sure, especially down in the village where you guys were earlier yeah. and had dinner, and I mean, that's very... Very much like what you would expect to see in an idyllic little tiny the town. First in- time I ever went downtown and didn't see a police car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, actually, I, I, uh, Tony was questioned by several. Citizens. I was going to say, I'm surprised, I'm surprised they didn't like take him to custody just for being down there. <laughs> Tony, we were on like 480. Not not like we're leaving the airport on 480. Not the most picturesque parts of Ohio. And he's like, man, it's beautiful down here. I'm like, oh, wow. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, wait till you see like where we actually live. That's going to be fantastic. It really blow your mind. <laughs> Makes me think of that song. Everybody knows your name. Yeah. It's like cheers, right? Yeah. Well, now, Tony, you say you're now, since you retired, you're living in Idaho. And like talking yes. about beautiful places, like how, how'd you end up out there? Like, what's that like? Oh, man. So I was um, stationed in at Fort Bragg, North Carolina 
and I had got promoted and they realized I had never done a special duty assignment. So they was like, we're sending you to Idaho to help the National Guard and Reserve get ready to deploy to Iraq and Afghanistan. And I was like, the hell you are. <laughs> like, <laughs> what like, am I going to do in Idaho? Like, I ain't left nothing Other than the Idaho. potatoes, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I said, I ain't left nothing in Idaho. I don't know nothing about Idaho. And they said, well, you're going to Idaho. I went to Idaho and um, I, met, I actually met my wife out there and fell in love with the Mountain West. It was a it was a great place to just to be. It was gorgeous. So um, I promised her, I said, if you marry me, I guarantee you I will bring you back after I retire from the Army. And I did that. Well, I took her back. You're a man of your word, it seems yes. like. Yes. He just dropped her off. He lives in Michigan now. He's in Detroit. D- Detroit. I said I, I said I would get her there. I didn't say I was going to stay there. No, uh, Tony's. See, I got yeah. a wife and a girlfriend on the side. I mean, I got a girlfriend and a wife on the side. Which one is it? That's hard to tell. I mean, that's, it gets confusing. So Tony's got a beautiful family. His wife Brittany. He has three kids: two daughters, one son. Tony, let's talk about uh, Bobby. Bobby is in fifth grade. Um, his name's Jacoby. I call him Bobby. Always have. And uh, he's uh, probably seven feet tall. <laughs> so, yeah. The boy, he's playing flag football. He's playing quarterback. The boy is, I mean, I don't know if I, I mean, I don't know if I could take him at this point. I mean, if he lined up across from me, he's in fifth grade. I don't know if I have. Like, how tall is he, though? Really? Like, we know so, he's. Here we go. I'll tell you right now. So, <laughs> or, I mean, maybe about if he's karma. seven feet tall. So, growing up, my little brother, he's six, seven now. My little brother is. Okay. And so. And, to- I, yeah, for the listeners, Tony is uh, tall, uh, just a tall bar of sexual chocolate right now. Yeah. Well, how tall are you, Tony? <laughs> I'm 6'2. Okay. 240 pounds of grade A beef. <laughs> Perfect size. Perfect size. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, ladies, if you're listening. <laughs> Uh, Mike, yeah. I mean, Mike, what are you, 5'11", 240? Uh, just about. Going on, yeah. 5'9", uh, 240. Yeah, you know, we're not talking about Mike right now. 5'9", like, yeah. 240. It was just, it was just and, his birthday. Uh, let's, let, let's let him have the week. Going on 30% uh, body fat. Anywho, Great. go ahead, Tony. So my little brother, his age and his shoe size was the same all the way up to 13. Oh I used God. to pick at him about that. So you know this little thing called karma, right? My son is 10 years old and wears an 11 and a half. Holy cow. 203 pounds, 5'7". Holy shit. He's ahead of Shaquille O'Neal in his growth chart. Oh, my right God. So, yeah. <laughs> Bobby Lyles. Is Bobby his Lyles. Name. I'm writing that name down right now. <laughs> Write it down. I'm thinking of like uh, Friday Night uh, Lights. Was it Boo-Boo? <laughs> Booby? Booby Lyles. No, but was, Booby was the running back, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 Well, this kid's playing left tackle <laughs> right. for somebody soon. He's some. He's someone's blindside, or he's yeah. a starting center in the NBA. Has, has Nick Saban reached out yet? <laughs> Not yet, um, but um, we did talk about the use of deodorant. Because, um, That's a very important oh, yeah. step, too. We've, we've all had that conversation <laughs> yes. with our sons. When you once, have, once he gets that down pat, I think the, the scouts will start coming out. So. Probably. I want to. I want to ask my twelve year old like, why every time you go in the bathroom you lock the door and you're in there for twenty five minutes, and then I'm like, oh wait, I was twelve. Never mind. Well, Tony, Tony was. Oh, we were talking about um, our kids here recently, and and Tony said, um, you know, he he's only. 10 years old? 10 years old, yeah. And and he's like, Dad, I don't have to shower on the weekends. And I'm like, 
No, you do sound like you're 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 a man. Like I don't know what to tell you. Like you you have shower. to shower every, every day, <laughs> every day. Please, please for the love of God. Every day for the love of everybody. Right. Has anyone ever had like their Talk kid about global warming? <laughs> anyone ever had their kid come up to them and they're like, "Hey, hey, buddy, how's it going? How was school?" And they clearly haven't brushed their teeth in days. <laughs> Just like, oh, damn, go, 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 yeah. rinse your mouth out for crying out loud! My God, I got some floss. <laughs> Something. My son's got Water a, a reminder on his phone in the morning that goes off. Brush teeth. He's fifteen. Like, not not wake up. Just just brush teeth. Brush teeth. Oh, that's right. Damn, I had thought about that. Good call. Had thought about that. Um. Uh. So, uh, Tony, you're you're here in Ohio. We're obviously we're battle buddies here. We we served in Afghanistan together. Um. I, I'm I'm just so happy that you're here. What um. What stands out to you about your military career, man? What are you most thankful for about having served in the uh, have it, your time in the military? 22, 23 years for you? Twenty four years, six months, and four days. Four wow. years, my god! I got to see, I got to spend time with America's sons and daughters. Whether you grew up in Juneau, Alaska, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, you know, I got to serve with so many great Americans from all the corners of our nation. And um, that's, that's, that's really been a gift, a true gift, because I have appreciation for, for what makes United States what it is. Yeah. The different walks of life. That's that. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. Well, yeah. how did you find your way into the army, Tony? I mean, was it something that you'd always kind of thought about or you'd had people in your family had done it or something that you just kind of fell into or just where, where I grew up at every successful man that I knew used the army as like a launch pad to gain either experience education. Cause I grew up on tobacco road mm-hmm. and we all know that, that, Truly, Tobacco Road is not going to lead to to anything prominent in life. So North North uh, North Kakalaki, did we mention that? Yeah. yeah, we said that. Big so, Tar Heels fan. Yes, go blue, go go. Um, yeah, UNC. God painted the sky Carolina blue because he's a Carolina fan. But uh, <laughs> nah, every every man that I knew was that was successful has spent time in the military. So I figured that's something I needed to do to to kind of get outside of North Carolina and to realize what life is really about. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty cool. Your, your time in North Carolina, your childhood growing up, your, um, raised by your, your mom and you had an uncle that was really special to yeah. you. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So, uh, my father really wasn't a part of my life. My father was a crack cocaine addict who left my mom and I, when I was like four years old, but I had an uncle that, um, was drafted to Vietnam. He went kicking and screaming, but he saw structure and he saw opportunity in the army. He wound up doing 26 years. And um, I was in college, actually in college, but not headed in the right direction. I was headed in the same direction that left, that led to my father's demise. And um, kind of like if for our listeners, kind of like my direction, my freshman year in college. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, that, uh, that did not lead to class. Going to class. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It, it was not good. It was not good. It was. um. Yeah, I was 
drinking Coke 45, smoking left-hand cigarettes a lot. Yeah. <laughs> left-hand cigarettes. That's Tony's code for weed. <laughs> I, say, like, I never heard of that brand. Oh, my God. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> so, so that, so that you're going to hear so much of this tonight from Tony. Um, he has so many colloquialisms and like, that that's like pretty special. So you so out of that you you uh you you found yourself in the army and then young Tony Joe Lyles gets married, gets divorced. Yep. And then finds, you know, his dream wife out there somewhere in Idaho. Definitely, man. I tell you, I should have my first marriage, I should have wore my wedding ring on the right hand cuz I cuz I held the wrong hand cuz I married the wrong damn woman, you know? What I mean? <laughs> No, but so this is one of my favorite stories because uh, because this song came on. I think we were listening to the radio in in uh, I think maybe my office or my car or whatever. We were driving somewhere, and uh, he's like, "Oh, this is my jam," and I was like, "Oh, man, what? Why is this your jam?" He's like, "Oh, because this is after I got divorced. This is me coming into the club." <laughs> What song it, was it? I it wanna... was it was a return of the man. A <laughs> return of the man. That is. That's your yeah, jam. Yes. Why didn't we open the show with that song? I didn't think of it till just now. <laughs> we might close it with "Return of the Man." Who sings "Return of the Mac"? Mark Morrison. Mark Morrison. There it is. Oh, but but yeah. yeah, of course he knows it's his jam. That's my right. jam. Tony, tell, walk us through like uh, your hairstyle, circa circa Return of the Mac style. Were you were you straight? Were you flat topping it? Were you? Well, I've gone through many different hairstyles. <laughs> <laughs> take the, us back. Uh, walk us through. I can take you back to the time when my best friend growing up. Um, his sister was in cosmetology school at the local community college. <laughs> I'm just, I'm oh, just sensing experiments. I'm getting, going. Some, I'm, I'm feeling so some lines, I maybe. Had, uh, Kid and play style. Top. Yes. And, um, Bobby Brown. Were you Bobby Brown? I, I looked like a Bobby Brown yard sale at one time in my life. <laughs> I cut half my flat top off, and my best friend's sister died. The lower half blonde. <laughs> you were like half demolition man, half road half warriors. Tetris. I looked like um, <laughs> I looked like a broke ass animal off the road warriors. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh. And then I went home, and my mom was like, "What the hell done happened to you?" Speaking oh, of, speaking God. of like your mom and your family, you were telling us a little bit of a, a funny story before. We started about like growing up with you and your grandparents were um, obviously a big part of your life. They were married a long time, and but there was like a funny story of you know with their names and also about like your grandpa's knees. Oh yeah, some issues with that. My grandparents, man, they were amazing. They they lived through like so. My grandparents had nine kids, and my grandmother was Ernestine, and my grandfather was um, Alexander. They were married for 62 years and couldn't pronounce each other's name. <laughs> How would they, they would yell at each other. They would yell at each other arguments. all the time. So like my grandmother would call my grandfather El Zonda. How the hell do you just spell? I don't know. And my, my grandfather would call my grandmother Ernteen. And I'll never forget, like my grandfather had really bad knees, right? And so like he was, they had like this little like it was probably about every bit of 625 square foot home 
And I love that place because my grandmother cooked and man, she, she cooked. It was always something, something to eat there. But anyway, my grandfather, about once a week, he would spray WD-40 on his knees to help with the pain. <laughs> <laughs> so you imagine 625 square feet, right? And WD-40 has a, an aroma. It's very strong. So he would sit in the middle of the, of the, of the, of the house and spray WD-40 on his knees. And my, grandpa, my grandmother would be like, Elzonda, why don't you take that stuff outside? Why do you put that stuff on your knees? He'd be like, because it works. Because it works. Leave me alone. Ernie, if you knew how good this stuff make my knees feel, you wouldn't be mad at me. So my grandmother be be spraying air spray through the house. My grandfather rubbing. Meanwhile, like if anyone knees. lights a match in that house, the whole yeah. thing's going up. You talk flames. about chemical warfare, man. I grew up in that shit. Good thing I joined the army. I already knew all about it. You're a, you're a well versed, yeah. Oh, mask, mask, mask. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's pretty fantastic. Um, he'll, he's also known for some other like pretty good things I've I've, I've heard you say. Um, what did he what did he used to say when he uh when he saw like a an old an old muscle car oh, coming man. down the road if he saw something going down the road like a Chevy or a Dodge that boy said look at that boy. that boy got that Dodge in the wind <laughs> <laughs> I like that one yeah I do like that one so, so so one so when we had a battalion oh had, my damn. <laughs> I'm gonna tell y'all, Mike. Back in the day, Mike Stoll can run. He have <laughs> back he in have, the day. He have seven hundred soldiers running in the formation, <laughs> and sometimes it's like a bomb that went off back there. Because these, this dude is half man, half amazing. You were about what thirty eight back then? Oh jeez, I don't Shit, know. About thirty nine. Yeah, hey, had eighteen year olds um, trying to keep up with him. And he used to wear these New Balances, right? Oh boy! Oh, here like, we go. They like, were like white orthos. <laughs> <laughs> They're Skechers, really. But I tell you one thing: that motherfucker had them New Balances in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> poor Tony. Poor Tony's. You know, you can probably guess by his build. He's not like a purebred runner, and he would have to. He would have to haul his ass up to the front of the formation and tell me. Hey, sir, you need to slow down. You need to slow down. <laughs> like a bomb that went off down back then. <laughs> because what he's talking about is like, you know, you start out in these formations. It's this beautiful, really, this beautiful thing where all the company so guidons are, are running. And so beautiful. All the different formations are singing cadence and everything left, else. Left, 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 right, oh, left. Yeah, hey, there you go. Um, uh, but but as the run goes on, you know, the slow kids are falling out. It's, it's <laughs> just like or R-rated or am I? Uh, we're explicit. We're explicit. You can say whatever the fuck you want to him. But some, but like we had, we had first sergeants and sergeant majors that would, and and you know other units that would just throw Twinkies at kids that were falling out. They had a backpack full of Twinkies, and as the, like the slow kid fell out, they throw a Twinkie like, like as at incentive, their face. like as incentive, like no, like go ahead and like quit. we're ashamed of you. Quit, like they'd hold it like go a carrot in front of them. Go ahead and walk. <laughs> you don't have to do it. They can't make you do it. <laughs> but then, but then also you also had not in our unit, but like other units where you were everybody was wearing their unit shirt. So if a kid fell out. And somebody saw him behind the formation, like trailing on a division run or something like that with, with 30,000 kids running. Yeah. If they saw, you know, somebody in the Rakasan shirt 
trail in the formation, it would be embarrassing for the Rockasons. Yep. And there were there were like soldiers that would fall out and rip the shirt off the kid. <laughs> you'd see you'd see people running with like no shirt. <laughs> Just because they didn't want to be implicated. In yeah, the they didn't want to like like nobody knows who that kid is. Uh, he's not, not We're my not even in mine. the army. Like he might have just joined this run. <laughs> no, that that pepperoni nipple kid. That's not mine. <laughs> he, ain't, he ain't with us. Anyone know this kid? <laughs> Salami nipples. Yeah, Sergeant, I'm with you. No, you're not. I don't know. You. I've, I've never, never seen, seen this kid in my life. <laughs> I've never seen you before in my life. Get out of my face. So, Stahl, were you like, were you like way out in front? Is that the whole way, idea? Way, way. <laughs> no, you didn't no, really no. want to know End what was going win. on behind you? No. Well, what happens is you try and run this really reasonable pace. And you, you, you start off and, and honestly, it's not, it's not like a breakneck pace. What you're trying to run is a... What what was it, Tony? Like a like a nine minute mile pace. It's not it's not like crazy. But any of you guys who have ever tried to run like a nine minute mile pace, like with our upbringing, is kind of hard. <laughs> like once you start running, you're just kind of like, okay, this yeah. is this isn't that bad. And everybody behind you is like, slow down again. <laughs> but these but also what what's happening is like these guys are carrying like. You know, the battalion Guidon Big flags Is a big damn like four by six flag And he's running right behind me <laughs> That poor bastard And that guy doesn't carry that thing the whole time They have like seven kids that are run, rotating, rotating out yeah. Because they're just like <laughs> Oh god uh, And and uh, yeah t- Tony's job was One, to go to the back of the formation To find out like how we're doing and then when he finds out we're doing bad, he has to sprint up to the top, to the, wow. to the top of the formation and tell me like, "Sir, slow the fuck down." I mean, don't they have can't you don't they have walkie-talkies for that? Like, hey, you would think, I, ain't, I ain't running up there. <laughs> you would think cuz there's a shit show back here. Hey, sir, yeah. Hey, sir, I, I'm at the Botanic Wars. You need to slow down. I'm I'm not going to We we got our hazards on back here. Here's a funny story about uh, Tony and I. So we had a uh, there's a battalion run scheduled on a on a Friday, which is the whole the oh, whole yes. shebang. All yes. all 700 soldiers going to come everybody to, come to a parade field, form up, and then we're going to go on a run, probably like a like a like a two or three mile run. It's about three miles. No big deal. But then we we come back, and you know if you're not in shape, that's a big deal. But if you're you're in decent <laughs> shape, it's okay. Well. Tony and uh, Scott, you'll meet Scott and Allie tomorrow. Knuckleback, he's a big Nickelback fan, but he's Look also at his photograph. <laughs> he's also an idiot, and uh, <laughs> you can tell him. I, you can tell him I said so. Uh, you'll know. You, you see him. He's a big. He's a big thick neck thug. Anyway, the uh, but um, so these guys are like, sir, you need. So the night before Thursday night, we're having this. Uh, like hail and farewell. Hail and farewell is kind of like a party for the unit, and you're you're welcoming new people in, and you're 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 farewelling folks that are leaving the unit. So we get pretty hammered, and these guys are just bringing me like Maker's Mark all night long because they know it's my jam, and like I, all night long. <laughs> and I get oh, pretty man. damn sauced. And their whole intent was to cancel oh, no. the run. <laughs> like, hey sir, you sure you want to do this run tomorrow? And then, like, hand me another Maker's Mark, and I'm like, yeah, we're running tomorrow. And, uh, oh, and yes. I, I come up, and, and anyway, we leave the bar at, like, 2 in the morning. Yes. 
and uh, I show up at six in the morning for the battalion run, and I'm breathing fire. Oh yeah, I am. I mean, I and like soldiers are like, "Sir, what cologne are you wearing?" I'm like, "It's, it's makers, makers, Mark." <laughs> I show up. And it's WD forty WD forty for my knee. Don't light a match. So this this may not be that that interesting to you guys, but like uniform is a really important thing in the army. So when you show up, if you tell soldiers. Show you need to be there in your winter tops, winter bottoms, winter, you know, uh, watch cap, cap yep. and your gloves. gloves. That's a big deal. All like, seven hundred motherfuckers better be in the same <laughs> uniform. Yeah. Exactly. I show up <laughs> in like a white golf glove. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find my gloves. <laughs> <laughs> I show up I show up in a foot joy and a Newman and have y'all ever seen the video of G-Fame when Snoop Dogg is walking back to the house sideways Mike got out of his Jeep walking like Snoop Dogg like walking sideways just I swear for the Lord if that motherfucker would have got stopped by the cops at 5 o'clock that morning he would have had to do it and I guarantee, like, they're all, I, I wish I could see the text chain in the morning, like, at 4 a.m. They're like, did he cancel it? And, the, and everybody's like, no, the motherfucker hadn't canceled it. And I show up in, like, a white foot joy. Michael Jackson. <laughs> a white foot joy. And, like, a fingerless, a fingerless, like, weightlifting glove over here. Because I couldn't find my gloves, and I'm just like, Tony, you got to help me out. I was like, sir, you can't wear this. <laughs> <laughs> so you look like a damn fool. So I'm, I'm like, I'm slouched back. The, 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 the battalion is out in this beautiful formation out in front of the battalion headquarters. Seven hundred, seven hundred. And I'm, I'm slouched back in my office chair, just like, just like with, with no gloves on. And Tony has to go out there and tell him, "All right, everybody, take your gloves off." <laughs> <laughs> if, if one motherfucker ain't got a gloves, nobody got gloves. <laughs> so we had to run that day with no gloves. And it was it was thirty degrees at forty five. It was Colorado, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, it was it was thirty degrees at, at forty five hundred feet and we ran that day with no gloves. Frigid knuckles. Wow. That that's the leadership that got yeah, that, you to where you Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's no surprise. I I can't believe I'm not a general. <laughs> But we did it. Everybody had the same uniform. Yeah, Our knuckles might have had frostbite, gangrene, and all kinds of shit. But We lost a lot of fingers that day. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, we had a lot of frostbite. I will always wonder what happened to that fingernail of mine. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Old, old Michael Footjoy, all known. Um, we, uh, Tony and I were sharing stories about <laughs> this. Uh, we used to play really competitive ping pong. Oh my damn! We did not fuck around. At about midnight every night, like against each other, or you guys were on the same team. Actually, played? Tony and I rarely played on the same team. Yeah, they that's one of my that. one of my big regrets in life. Yeah, they wouldn't let that shit. TT would no, we would have smoked everybody. Yeah, it would have been fucked up. You would have had to spot the other team's points. And yeah. Stuff. So we we would uh, after like after everybody's eaten and after all the night missions launch and in between like the time they land on like the the landing zone and they hit the objective and everything else we had about like an hour and a half or two hours every night before before you know shit got wild so 
we would eat, come back, and we would play ping pong. Like, like fucking serious like shit. Playoffs. <laughs> like serious shit. Like playoffs. <laughs> like, like not fucking around. Not fuck. Not. I mean, like serious. Like. <laughs> Come the fuck on, man. <laughs> like, Bring it. Like shit talking ping Get pong. Ready. Bring your A game. <laughs> and we would uh the and it was not like our ping pong table. So like when we when we would come in, we'd bust open the doors and like soldiers that were playing would just lay the ping pong paddles down and just leave. <laughs> and walk the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. It's, it's on now. Here it is. Well, I guess I'm going to bed, guys. <laughs> yeah, all right. It's been fun. I don't know. It's good. Uh, yeah, so I was, so I gotta ask who who got the better of one of the, you two? I have to be honest, I did. <laughs> is, is this true? It's true. Because <laughs> no. I had fucking knuckleback, knucklebuck with me. <laughs> look at this. Yeah, look at Tony. Ears. Tony, you're lying. No. So Tony played with knuckleback, and I played <laughs> with a with T.T. Uh, Sartori. Yeah. So uh, Tim Sartori is my executive officer. We knew him as T.T. And this is. <laughs> T.T. would probably take up the rest of the episode. We just, we just talked about T.T. He's a special one. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I played with T.T. and he played with Knuckleback. And uh, basically, I w- we would lose every game and I'd be like, okay, all right, start, start now. Start, you guys ready? You starting now? Right. Now we're serious. All right, now we're serious. And we, T.T. and I, we won a game and I'm like, okay, now it's the Super Bowl. <laughs> and uh, my God, we played some serious ping pong. Sweating in that mother. <laughs> we, I mean, we would take our, we would take our uniforms off. We're in like our t-shirts, and we're, I mean, pets, pits just sweating, just like overhand, <laughs> backhand, like Chinese ping pong. For serious, <laughs> Forrest Gump style. Yeah, no joke. But then it would always come down to Knuckleback and TT ruining the game because they were just Knuckleback is a Neanderthal. Yeah, he fuck up a glass. When of you. Water. S- <laughs> When you see him tomorrow, you'll know exactly who he is. He looks like a Cro-Magnon man. Look at his photograph. <laughs> hey, he's straight. He's straight out of 1980. Now, where's he All from? Straight out, of a, straight out of a... Florida. <laughs> yeah, he's he's from Florida. Florida. That explains a lot. Um, yeah, but uh, TT is a special breed. He's from Charm City. So TT uh, was Tim Sartori, and um, he was my he. So Tony and I, Tony was the senior enlisted um, non commissioned officer in the in the battalion. So he and I basically were responsible for everything the battalion did or didn't do. TT was my executive officer. TT was all about spinning them blades, right, Tony? Yes. (laughs) So every night I would have this conversation with him where he'd be like, "Hey, hey, sir." Uh, good news. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm on the flight schedule tomorrow. I'm gonna go down to Kabul. Gonna spin blades. Gonna bag of gas. Gonna just a bag of gas. We're gonna take uh, General So and So downtown. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna drop him off. Solid. And I was like, and I was like, Tim, TT, we are. I'm flying tomorrow. I and I told you every every night since we've been here that if I'm flying, you need to be here. We're like Bush and Cheney. You can't fly. <laughs> When I'm flying, he's like, "Oh no, yeah, yeah, no big deal. I, you know, I, I'm just gonna be down there for a bag of gas and come, on, come in on the back. morning. Yeah, I'll be back by lunch. Oh, I'm gonna be back by 11:30. I'm gonna be. Yeah. And then TT would be out till nine o'clock at night. I had to do uh, General So and So a solid. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. Um, yeah, I did. I did General Gonzalez a solid. I picked him up down in Kabul. Took him back down. <laughs> 
MTT. But but never never failed. We had a we had a special bunch down there. Where's TT from? He sounds like he was from like Brooklyn. Or he something. was from Charm City. He's from Charm City, Baltimore. Yeah, he's a yeah he's he's a uh, man. Did he? I can't figure it out. Did he love the Warriors or did he hate them? I don't know. This, he thinks like if you talk to TT, you think he'd be crossing people up down in Charm City, but. If you saw him, you know he never played a like a, a dribble of basketball in his life, right? He's like pale L, and he's blacker than me, and I'm pecan tan. <laughs> so he would, yeah, he would be an interesting guy to talk to about that. I think TT would definitely. Now be is TT going to be at this thing tomorrow? He will not be T-T's here tomorrow. He's Honduras. down. Yeah, he's in Honduras he's right now, fighting blades, doing that counter drug. But so that was that was the thing is that. He was TT was all about spinning blades. Whenever it was, you were talking about flying. He didn't call it flying. He's like, "I'm sorry, I'm gonna be spinning blades tomorrow. I'm gonna, just to let you know, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna spin blades." So he was he a pilot also? I mean, we're all pilots. So yeah. like Tony, Tony was a uh, even though Tony wasn't a, a pilot, he was a door gunner. He, yep. he got qualified as a as a uh, door gunner on sh- on the Schnooks, Schnooks on yeah. the Schnooks uh, and Hawks Black Yeah Hawks. so he was he was flying as a door gunner um you know I was a pilot even though I was I was the commander the TT was <laughs> on the same trajectory and then he was um uh, so he was a, he was a, a pilot as well although I would have liked him to do other like <laughs> administrative things as the executive officer like hey uh, uh Tim I prefer that you aren't just a line pilot like maybe you do like maybe you like you know run the staff a little bit remember that day we found out like all of our awards were late air single one up (laughs) it was all tt's fault because all he was about was spinning blades all day day (laughs) (laughs) he liked to fly yeah the dude the the guy the dude was all about flying and you can't gotta know your role you know what i mean right and and never fail. I always find out like, hey, TT General Gonzalez says you uh, you a little bit uh, nose low on that takeoff out of Kabul. I was like, here's the deal. <laughs> I wasn't nose low. Here's here's a, here's the situation. I had a tailwind. <laughs> Took off out of Kabul. Did what I had to do and got the guy where he needed to go. That's the, that's the bottom line. I did him a solid. <laughs> I did him a solid. That's the bottom line. <laughs> So is, was he running like side jobs on the side with like he, was he like an exactly, Uber driver? Exactly. Jim, Jim, yeah. you nailed it. As soon as he got in that he helicopter, had a, he had a little side piece he had going on. He was looking for every reason not to come back and do the actual work <laughs> he was charged to do it. He was the best chief warrant officer that ever wore the major rank ever in the army, ever, ever, ever. But now he's uh, but now he's uh, commanding Honduras. So the other guy that we had. Dylan Malcolm, dark heart, big brain, and uh, that was a unique cat too. Big, we, how do you name Big Brain? Because he's the only guy that didn't think like us. <laughs> 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 because, because you had Neanderthal Scott Nally, you had me, which you you guys know. You had Tony Lyles, which was just all heart. You had TT, which is about all flying. <laughs> And you had Dylan, which was worried about like the battalion not failing, <laughs> <laughs> like not failing what? Not failing like in our mission at like 
planes taking off on time or landing everything else. Yeah, logistics. Little things like that. Like making sure people had ammunition and we had dumb stuff like that. Yeah, fuel. Oh, oh, Dylan, come bother me with some more information about fuel for the helicopters. Oh boy. Oh, every we got time this you, bird going into phase. Every time he walked into your office, he just go, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, <they laughs> like, Downer. Not at not, not at all, because really we championed him because yeah. he was the only dude that was he kept you guys a freaking afloat. <laughs> yeah, sounds exactly. like he was like the, about the business acumen, you know what I mean? He kept us yeah. Now is now is that guy still in the army or yeah, man, man, he's still still trucking. Is actually he's down at William and Mary College doing uh like an he, ROTC thing? Yeah, he opted out for his family. He said he was offered, uh, you know, uh, other opportunities. We said, I'm, I'm good. I'm gonna do, uh, I'm gonna do me. And he's, uh, he's doing his family thing down there at William and Mary College. And uh, he ran, he ran the numbers. Williamsburg, yeah. Virginia. Yeah, he ran the numbers. And yeah, unlike the rest of us, he didn't let the ego get in the way. I'm like, I'll fucking go to Afghanistan. <laughs> I'll show those fucking th- guys a thing or two over there. Um, no, but that dude, um, so, so the reason why he got like the, he was like the, the counterpoint to everything Tony and I did, yes. not in a, not in a bad way, but like, he was a voice of reason sometimes maybe. Exactly. Well, well, <laughs> Boom. well, he would, yeah, he would just say like, Tony and I were all in about the Mustangs and we built this whole culture around like the Lucifer at the Denver airport. You've seen, yeah. you've seen that horse. You've seen it, yeah, Shane. You yeah. flew in and out of there, Tony. You've never been outside of Ohio. <laughs> Anywho, uh, <laughs> Tony. Uh, but but like uh, we built a culture around this 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 fucking horse and and Dylan, um, and we we painted. We found artists in our battalion. Yes. They would paint this fucking big, beautiful, like mean ass looking horse, blue horse everywhere. And with big balls. And Dylan down in his his uh, operations office painted like a little pony. <laughs> like a, a it, was a, little, it was a unicorn actually. It was a my little pony version of the Mustang. And I was a like rainbow coming out of its ass. And yeah, and I was like, that's funny. Shit and glitter and everything. Yeah, it was good. It was good. But that's why I mean but that's why he was so good. That's probably why we had the team that we did. Because yeah. we were just, You guys said it sounds like you had a good mix of people that kinda each played a role and was important roles, but Tell all complimenting yeah. each we other. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah, man. it was Planning magical, man. It was like, you know, too short said it. Know your role. But truly in life, man, in any team, in any team environment, you got to know your role. Yeah. And I think that is. Um, if you want it to be successful. Yeah. You got to know your role. You got to own it. And yeah. you got to, you got to, you got to know your role. Yeah. That's fantastic. In anything you do, any type of team. Because life is about teams. If you really look at it, you know. And you got to know your role on that team, and you got to own that role, and you got to play that role to the fullest. Plus, I think you know every every person has a different strength, so they you know they should play a different role because you know everyone's working with their strengths and complementing each other, and then you put that all together, and you got something beautiful. You know what I mean? There you go. That's what we had. That's exactly what we had, man. It was. Um, I, I I told Mike today. I said, apart from marrying my wife and the birth of my three kids. Serving with him was the highlight of my life. Well, that, I mean, that's such a cool thing to hear. I mean, I also wanted to you know, bring up a couple of years ago at John Carroll, there was an award that was called the Campion Shield, and it's awarded to uh, an alumni who showed, you know, kind of courage under fire, you know, uh, showing a lot of um, perseverance in a time of big stress and things like that. So I nominated Mike for that award, 
And um, Tony, you know, was nice enough to, you know, send us a letter of recommendation because we needed uh, when I submitted the application for the award for Mike. Um, and I don't know how many other people were up for it, to be honest with you, Mike. But. Several thousand. I, I think. think they've retired the award. Yeah. I don't think they Actually, they, they stopped then. awarding it. They were like, but, "That's it. That's it, folks." No, but at any rate, like I, I needed some letters of recommendation, and, and Tony here was nice enough to, to write one back. And I remember getting the letter. I was sitting in my office, and uh, I got the email back from Tony, and and read it. And like literally at, at the end of reading the letter, I, I was getting kind of choked up, just you know, hearing about um, the experience that Tony had with with Mike. Uh, hearing about how much of an influence Mike had on Tony and uh, just hearing about the different um, sacrifices both of you guys gave for us and our country to be there. So it, it was really emotional for me to read the letter. Um, so I, I, you know, I had told you thanks before, but I, just on air, I wanted to say, you know, I thank you so much for writing that letter. It was, it was probably one of the most powerful letters I've ever read. Um, and it was for, you know, a guy here. And we don't like, to, you know, Mike doesn't like to ever get any of the accolades. Oh, boy. He's done. Here we go. But now that he's 45, yeah, no, I, think, I think he's softening up a little bit. Now that so. 45, bring it on. Everybody. Well, yeah, Antonio, tell you about that night when Mike got that award. Like, Shane, your microphone's working? Yeah. I thought so we, we shut that off. We hadn't turned that off? All right. Hang on a <laughs> second. I say one, I'm just going to say one thing in this whole podcast. <laughs> no, is that all right? Go ahead. Buddy. Instead of just keeping it. Go ahead. The tape rolling or whatever this thing does. Um, that that night, Mike got the award or whatever. You know, it's a big room at John Carroll. There's giving out all these other awards. Some of them, are, you know, some CEOs, some companies getting the big alumni award or whatever. But like, you know, they basically summarized your letter and a few of the other letters that recommendations that Mike got, and they kind of gave that to present him and give him the award. He was the only one that got like a standing ovation. Like everybody stood up. Like it was it was it was really really wow. cool. Um, yeah, that was a that was a special night. So thank you, Tony, for your contribution there. Thank you guys for your for no, nominating I, I have me to and Thank else. you, man. Um, I, I definitely got to tell the people. I got to tell the world that you know Mike Stoll saved my life, and um, I know we talk about twenty two a day, and it's real. Um, I was at a point in my life where I was ready to end my life, and I didn't. I was hopeless. I didn't see any other reason for living, but. Um, Sometimes we go through those dark moments and the, the rigors of military life will put something on you that you, you just can't shake. But when you got your brother standing next to you that not only will help you, but will go get the help and bring the help to you, it's, um, it, it actually makes a difference. And I will actually tell you all, the people right now that I am still here on this earth is because of Mike Stoll. He... Um, he he saved my life. I was ready to end my life. I was done, and um, I didn't see another reason for living. But um, he got me the help I needed, and um, it not only um, kept me here, but it made me a better man. It made me a better husband. It made me a better father. So um, I will always be indebted to to the, to my brother, not in a debt way, but in a way that I know that. In my darkest hour, I know who I can call, and I know who would be there for me. So, um, thank you is an understatement, but um, that's what we do. I mean, my that's my brother, and so um, it is definitely um, a great time right now to celebrate his successful military career and to celebrate the man. I mean, he's done great things for this nation, 
and um, we we need to honor him and, and just he's a great American. He's a true patriot. So um, just just know who you got in your neighborhood, man. This dude <laughs> is all that. So. Tony, yeah. So just to just shed some light on it, twenty two a day. Um, you know what? For our listeners out there, if you don't know what what we're talking about, um, you know, twenty two uh, veterans a day are committing suicide. And, um, you know, over, you know, if, uh, I think I read the statistic the other day, 800,000 people are committing suicide in the United States every day. And over 70% of those people are male. And, um, you know, that's a, that to me, that's a, that's an epidemic and that that's something that needs addressed. And we, um, you know, unfortunately for, for from what you know from what i understand of it and from what i've you know what i've traveled in life is you know men you know are looking for an opportunity to take control back of their lives so when they hit rock bottom you know guys are guys are um you know taking you know permanent solutions to a temporary problem in a lot of situations where there's where they're you know saying okay this isn't I'll exert control over this and I'll show you how much I care about this and I will I'll take uh, extraordinary measures to to solve this problem or to end end my st- you know end you know the problem that I'm having so it's uh you know Tony and I were standing outside of a memorial service for a soldier that had just committed suicide in our um in our battalion October 19 2016 yep it was uh yeah this month um five years ago today and we uh um it hit us both pretty hard and we were uh out in the parking lot and i knew, noticed that tony was uh feeling some way about it i mean we were all feeling you know pretty pretty bad about it but um i noticed that tony was was taking it pretty hard and i i can remember you know going back to uh sitting in the parking lot hugging each other crying both of us crying <laughs> and uh yes and then um, the next day at the battalion headquarters, I brought I brought in um, behavioral health, uh, marched him into Tony's office, and then closed the door and walked away. And um, and I'm happy to hear that 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 helped. So um, yeah, if I, if I did nothing else in my military career, I'm glad I did that. Yep. And I will um, I will tell you all that. Um, to this day, it means it has helped me to be able to help other veterans. And to this day, I I um I help other veterans now because of what Mike did for me. I'm able to pay that forward and help other veterans when they're struggling. Um, and as a result of that, um, my second career has been with the Department of Veteran Affairs, in order to 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 continue to give to what Mike gave to me, saving my life. And now I continue to serve my brothers and sisters in arms because of what Mike Stoll did for me. How, how do you think with your new, you know, kind of career that you're going with now, Tony, how, how do you think that our country is doing and supporting the veterans coming home? Is there, are they, is it getting better or not even close or like, where do we, where's think, that going? I think we're getting better. We are, we're doing a great job right now with, with um, not only so a little bit of my background is that in rural North Carolina I knew a lot of drug addicts and drunks and what I was I was actually sharing this with Mike today 
that 95% of those people that use that was substance abuse users were Vietnam veterans that never got the help that they needed yeah. after coming home. And so now with my experience and with Mike saving my life, I am able to work for the Department of Veteran Affairs and with living in Idaho and working for the Department of Veteran Affairs, I now focus on rural health care and rural behavioral health to make sure that no veteran is left behind. Yeah. That it doesn't matter if you live in Salmon, Idaho, you're going to get the help that you need in order to have a productive life. And that all spawned, you know, Mike and I talked about today. I, I told Mike, I said, you are not a product of your environment. You are a revenue of your environment. And, you know, revenue continues to pay. And with Mike, with what he's done in his military career, as we celebrate his career, who knew this kid from Lima, Ohio, a graduate of John Carroll University, would have an effect on a veteran in Salmon, Idaho? Right. So that's what that's what we're talking about right now. It's like a tree, you know, every little branch has another branch that comes off and one person can affect so many and that's yep. uh I mean it's just a great story to hear. I'm you know, I'm I'm excited. I'm super excited to meet you Tony. I you mean, know, I'm excited for Mike for the celebration tomorrow. It's going to be a great time. It was great that, you know, guys like you and uh Who's who's the other buddy Scott? Some, knuckle, just call knuckle him Knuckleback. Knuckle, do not, knuckle, do not, back. do not address him as Scott. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's cool, man. It's it's so great to hear because you know, like I've known Mike for a long time. You've known Mike for a long time. We've all known Mike for a long time. Uh, he's a great guy. He deserves to be celebrated. He's touched so many people in so many different ways. And here he is again, Mike Stone. Hey. He's come a long, <laughs> long way. Yeah, he's come a long, no long way from almost flunking out of college his freshman year, and <laughs> I think the timing, you know, the I think what people kind of um, maybe mistakenly realize about um, we've talked about the Ted Lasso. I think on this podcast, I'm not sure if we have live on the podcast, but I think everybody knows that I'm a, a huge fan of it. If you talk to me, but I mean, we you, you like, do have a Roy Kent jersey. I do have a Roy Kent jersey, and I'm all. I am. I've convinced I'm all the bad parts of Roy Kent. None <laughs> but, of the none well, of the sensitive it sides. Was, it was funny. Like yesterday or two days ago, Vanessa was like going out the door to work in the morning, and she's like, "Oh, by the way, like, dude, you know, she, it was like something thrown onto my plate that I went I'm like, and I just go. <laughs> she's like, "You sound like Roy Kent." I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, really? That's the coolest thing anyone's ever said." <laughs> Oi. Uh yeah, but, but I think we, I think we do, you know, for the benefit of, uh, for the, for the human race in general, not because it's men, not because it's women, not whatever. We, I think we need to embrace kind of the, uh, we need to shed a little bit of the machismo and we need to kind of embrace the, the idea that, you know, um, our behavioral health is important and we need to kind of let some of the stigma go in regards to, to all that stuff. I mean, I'm, you know, um. Tony will tell you that he's a um, that he's realized post traumatic he's he's gone through post traumatic stress he's also realized post traumatic growth and uh, you know I'm I'm of the that that same mold and yep. look man look if you're if you're struggling you need to go talk to somebody about it 
and and there's other ways to make yourself feel good about it other you know it's not it's not in this can of beer that you know we we typically highlight a lot on this podcast maybe it's not the most healthy stuff, thing but i'll tell it's you I, you know but if you find yourself drinking these cans of beer by yourself you know in kind of the quiet hours it's probably not the right thing to do and that's probably some wise counsel that tony gave me is like no 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 you don't you don't drink when you're you know you don't drink to stop the voices in your head you drink you drink with buddies and you tell old stories and everything else right yes that's exactly right and um, I tell you, it's it's like this to me. I tell you, as a as a, um, if you have a doctor that gives you a pill and say if you take this, your blood pressure would go down and you would not have a heart attack. What you gonna do? You gonna take that pill every damn day, right? Oh yeah. So if you if a doctor gives you a pill and say, hey, this pill is gonna help you deal with life and life's challenges, you should take that damn pill every damn day just as if it would help you control your blood pressure. Yeah. So, I mean, mental health, behavioral health is the same thing as any other type of help. If you get a pill that says it's going to stop this cancer from growing in your body, then you're going to take the damn pill. So it's just like any other thing that you deal with in life. And we, like Mike said, we got to erase that stigma. Right. Yeah. And that's not, a, sometimes it's not a pill. Sometimes it's, it's telling a story to somebody you don't yep. want to talk about, or sometimes yep. it's, it's, you know, sitting through an hour and a half, you know, uh, session with somebody that you're just like, you know, you're not sure what the outcome is going to be, but at the end of the day, you walk out kind of a better human being and everything else. So I mean, the, exactly. the awareness in, in society is definitely growing. There's probably a lot more work yeah, to do, sure. but you, yeah. you know, you see celebrities, you see athletes like talking about mental health. I mean, that's, that's going to help people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We shouldn't be jumping on, uh, Tony probably knows all about this, but Kevin Love, man. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Love. Hey, look, I mean, I think for a lot of time here, people thought, Hey man, this dude's soft. And look, man, that's, that shit's real. It's real. <laughs> I mean, you think he's, you know, tall, good looking guy dating a swimsuit model. Like, Whoa, Shane. Whoa. Whoa. He still has, look, you know, he's married. Still. Is he married? I don't know, but he's not available. <laughs> it's not available, Shane. So just just Sounds dial it. Sounds like a bit of jealousy. <laughs> dial it back. I don't. Yeah, damn. Um, man. I mean, if that if that guy can struggle, you know, absolutely. Person, I mean, that's yeah. That, that's a great example, Shane. And then also like Michael Phelps, same deal. I mean, those dudes are dealing yeah. with. Yeah, and I think you can't like you can't put yourself in someone else's shoes and be able to know what they're going through. Like something that maybe they're dealing with that would seem like a small, you know, not big deal to you, but to them it is because you're, you're not them and like, they don't know what you're going through. So I think everyone is different and there, there should be no shame in wanting to make yourself healthier and live a better life. I mean, that, that's what we're all striving for anyway, right? We want to be with the ones we love. We want to be with our friends and our family and everyone to be safe and happy and healthy. And like if, if doing therapy or seeing a doctor, or, you know, maybe getting out of medication will help you be able to do that and strive towards that. Like what, what's the problem there? You know what I mean? Exactly. I look at everyone, every, every person that I see now in my day, the face that I see is Robin Williams. He was one of the funniest people to ever walk the face of this earth. Yeah. And who would have ever predicted he would have, he would take in his own life. Right. So I look at every person and that I see each and every day, I look at them and I see Robin Williams. So my aim is to bring more smiles and tears 
because you know what? You can be that. You might be that only light in somebody's life that day. Right. But you might be that light that keeps them alive. And so that's how I look at life now. Because I know I was there. I was ready to end it. I, had, I got a beautiful wife and three beautiful kids. But I was ready to take my own life. I was done. I thought they would be better without me. And so I know what it feels like to feel that hopelessness. So if everyone here could realize that, hey, I might be the light in somebody else's life. Let's roll. Let's go. Yeah, I think there's no better words that could be said on that subject. Yeah. All right, let's talk about so, getting in them drawers. Getting <laughs> drawers. Tony was talking about getting in drawers, and Bradley Cooper was getting in Gaga's drawers. So the, the conversation that Tony and I were having when we were talking about, like, is it is it possible that, like, these two artists come together and they form this, like, really kind of spiritual bond and they write this beautiful song? There's a strong connection. And you're like, these guys are definitely fucking, right? <laughs> He got them draws, dog. <laughs> Tony goes. Tony goes. Yeah, he definitely got them draws. <laughs> All right. So, so my question, and I was talking to Tony. Speaking of getting in drawers, you being a music lover, um, I mean, do you like? Do you really like all genres, or is there certain? So, so you like all genres of music. I love like. So I'm like the dude that will listen to like Tupac, followed by Fleetwood Mac. Give me some Eagles, and I'm going to go back to the Commodores, and I'm going to hit Marvin Gaye, and I'm going to listen to Jay-Z. So, yes. So, I love yeah, that's, all that's, a wide, that's a wide spectrum. I Boy, he's just about covered all the Lionel Richie, really. <laughs> Lionel Richie would make you drop them draws, dog. So, my question uh, is. My drawers are off. Who for, took my pants off? Mike, put your drawers back on for <laughs> okay, a second. Okay, all right. Sorry. But my question is, being a music lover that you are, what – musical um you know artists drawers would you like to drop the most oh my damn mm. no. man that and, is a and if, if let's you don't start have it a off specific I, one, I, I, and it can't, I, be, I, and it Adele, can't be Lionel Richie Adele no. 2014 no <laughs> or I, Adele I, I would like Adele right Adele right now <laughs> <laughs> I would I would fucking I would I would Yes, Adele right now, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> oh, so that's a big vote for Adele. So I, yeah. Um, oh, geez. She, she's she's all natural, man. She be like singing when you hitting them draws. Man, when I you hitting the bottom out of that motherfucker, she be like. When them guts have been stirring. <laughs> I had a thing for uh, Tony Braxton when I was in I, high school. Uh, I, I, loved, I, I loved Whitney Houston back I really liked Stevie Nicks back in the day because she she's knows hot. she fucking everybody. <laughs> and, she's all co- and she's all coked up. You know you know. Like a motherfucker. She, you ain't got to have no conversation with her afterwards. So you can just hit it and quit it and be like, you can like bounce. You just be like the white winged dove. Just you can hit it from the back like that and be gone. Just give you know Lindsay mean? 20 bucks on the way out. Lindsay's going to write a song about that, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. That motherfucker Lindsay. was angry. Some Lin- of the best songs he ever wrote was when he was angry. <laughs> yeah. When well, I was watching Tony Lyles bang Stevie Nicks. <laughs> that's, that's when he... Uh, how did we get here? <laughs> hit it from yeah, the back. I, I'm not sure. I, Gosh, I don't know. When I had a... Um, geez. I mean, when we were coming up, it was... I mean, we had 
we, your question was like who who's like, yeah what, what was the, what you know who <laughs> Lee, your, Tony if i remember was, correctly your question was who would you like to get in them drawers no, like, in whose drawers. drawers would you like to be dropped <laughs> okay drop them drawers all right drop I, them drawers, I mean dogs. for me i mean we drew, grew up with destiny's child for me it's queen b i mean well beyonce lemonade bay bay i mean she's she's just a gorgeous woman tony and i watched lemonade while we were deployed in afghanistan and it's like <laughs> lemonade changed my life <laughs> I don't even. What, is that like a Beyonce movie? Are you it's kidding me? Never seen Lemonade. It's no. a. It's not a movie. I can, I can have. No, 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 no. Hold, hold the fuck up. It's it's right, not right, a movie. Explain. It's a motion picture. <laughs> so it's 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 Beyonce's uh, album motion picture. If we can even call it that, yes, sir. Is it like picture? a musical? It's her. She just sings her. her so it's like a live. Concert. It's basically it's one, a motion picture. And one video after of the other, and it's a motion picture. Of what her is it? Gyrating. Talking? It's a yeah. motion picture. <laughs> She's gyrating. Sounds like there's a lot of things in motion. Yeah, motion there's even picture. like there's like cameos in it, like uh, Serena or uh, yeah, Serena Williams is in it for a hot minute, and it's all. It's all it's all very good. And it's all that very, must be jelly. It's all very, jam don't shake it like that. <laughs> it's all very very good. But yeah, yeah, Queen Bee did a like a yeah, full motion picture and it's, it's a motion picture. I recommend you you watching that. You weren't you weren't a left eye Lopez guy? Le- <laughs> Left, nah. uh, left eye. Nah, high, left though. eye. She been taking them pills, man. She took them pills. Well, who? She was married she, to she who? Andre Rising. Andre Bad Moon Rising. So there was a, some pills that left eye took, and may she rest in peace. But there was <laughs> pills that she took. It was called no lie, no ass at all. <laughs> no ass at all. <laughs> no, looks like they did. But anyway, lemonade is a cool, refreshing drink. <laughs> Sounds like it. I gotta check it out. I can't believe you guys haven't seen it. We watched right. it like we would watch like usually just, just like the two of you, two dudes in a dark room. Well, not, just, not just Tony and I, but like we would go dudes yeah. in an aircraft yeah. hanger <laughs> watching lemonade on a big fifty-two inch That's screen. It. I mean, we we would watch like on Saturday afternoon. Whatever whatever movies were coming out, we'd watch like we watched like Batman we got and Superman. Bootleg copy of Batman and Superman. We got a bootleg copy of this and that and then we got a bootleg copy of lemonade and i'm telling you like that was the most packed that room had ever been it was just like everybody's like in there like what's going on in here a smooth afghanistan nice you yeah like it was good lemonade lemonade that cool refreshing drink Well, it definitely had an impact on you guys. It All right, uh, the one life. thing we hadn't talked about, Tony, was um, we were actually equal, equalized here in the uh, in the cabin. You and I are Steelers fans. Yes. What? Yeah. We got six, no. bitch. <laughs> yeah, seven, seven, yeah. Seven ain't yeah. coming soon. No. Well, we won the last two, so fuck you guys. What he means is we have we've played six games. We're three and three. <laughs> We've got, we got six so far. Six We've got, we have six so far, and we're we're destined to play seventeen. Well, hey, we have seven, so we still got you guys. Uh, so uh, it, yeah, it's not lost on us. It's Steelers Browns week. Kind Browns, of Steelers yeah, start, starting early, really. Yeah, yeah it's I mean, like the first time, and I can't even think that you we're got both on a bye. Two weeks. Yeah, we're heading in to taunt each other. Um, we're heading in uh, big time here. Predictions. Go. Ugh. I want to. I don't even know who's gonna play for the Browns. Well, you know what? But like, Case Keenum. 
Case Keenum. But it's kind of cool. It's on. It's on uh, Halloween night. So I'm uh, Shane and I are going it's to the game. Night. It's well, it's on of... Halloween day. Okay, it's yeah. on Halloween. Halloween day. So which... I mean, I'm thinking about like, what do I want to wear? Wear to the game? Man, y'all are like ballers. Y'all be like, I'm going to the game. I'll be like, I hope I'm going to the game. Well, we I'm got, trying we got, to get tickets to go to the game, but y'all be like, I'm going to the game. So these guys, these guys have. They're part of the like Browns backers club, and they hate everyone else that's a part of their like seating arrangement. They're like, they. I'm going to the game. <laughs> yeah, they're going to the game, but they don't want to talk to anyone else who's riding the bus downtown <laughs> to the Muni lot, wherever you go. Do you guys go downtown? Do you park at the Muni and then? No, no. We, we we actually have a tailgate that's just maybe a block up from the Muni. Yeah. Um, which is good and bad. I mean, that's a whole different freaking story. It's in the basement of a parking lot. But garage. it's uh, like, it was good. I mean, last night was cool. Like, everyone, like every week, every game, got different guys host it for, per se. So they're in charge of the food and beer and drinks. And yeah, there's little different themes. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's going to the game is good. I took Howie to the game Sunday. I took my son, my seventh grade son, to the game Sunday. Unfortunately, like, the Browns played terrible. It was a bummer game against the Cardinals. But it, it's, it was really cool to go down there with you know be down there with my son and we we went and tailgate the funny the funny part was we we went to go to a restaurant or we were going to go down and grab some food before the game because it was a four o'clock start we weren't going to tailgate and we were also going down with a friend of mine and his son who's plays on the same team with howie whatever and uh we go to a couple different restaurants slash bars they were like too crowded too long of a wait we end up at this one place where all they had was pizzas but it was more of like a nightclub feel. <laughs> so we're, so we're, we're like sitting in, you know, we order some pizzas just at the bar. We grab, grab a drink. We're sitting in like a booth watching, you know, like uh, the, the one o'clock games. And it's, how many, how many jello shots did now we do? How many do jello shots? But like all the servers at this place literally were wearing, they were like these smoking hot, like 20 somethings. <laughs> And they were wearing like wrestling singlets, like, but they were like short sleeve. They weren't like tank top. They were like short sleeve wrestling singlets, all spandex. And me and my, you like know, me and my buddy, oh yeah, I was. It was a beautiful scene, Tony. You would have loved it there. You would have loved it. Howie, do you want some more chicken I mean, it was, tenders? It was. It wasn't yes. like it wasn't like lemonade because the singlets were like brown, like brown colors. It was more like hot chocolate, but it was it was good. It's singlets though. Singlets were good, and these girls were wearing well. Anyway, Very like, well. I'm, I'm like elbowing my buddy John. I'm like, look at these guys. And I turn over to my son and his buddy, and they're like pretending to look at their phones, and their eyes are just like, Bruh. I mean, wide like, open. Auga, auga. Like we don't have to go to the game, Dad. <laughs> we could just Dad, you watch the game stay here. here. We could just eat pizzas and uh, watch just, football here. Yeah, I just like uh, America, like, motherfucker. Another cheese pizza, please. <laughs> So yeah, so yeah. Anyway, Brown Steelers week. Yeah, no, yeah. Brown Steelers two weeks. Really? I mean, you guys got to buy. We got a little bit of a time off, so Steelers can't score. Browns offense is, I don't even know, a shell of itself. Kind of. (laughs) Steelers defense is good. Browns defense is trying to figure it out. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, Browns got to be favored by like a field goal or something. Yeah, I think it's a pick em. You know, if, You're not, at if home. not for the home yeah. thing, it's like a three-point yeah. spread. So I'm going to say I would take the under in this game um, for sure. And I would probably say – I think they're, they're going to split them this year. I think they go home team wins probably. Cleveland wins this one. Steelers win the next one. and then Oh, yeah. hell no. Steelers oh. win both. Four and a half over under 47. 
Steelers are I'll going take the under on that for sure. to win both games. <laughs> Tony. Sounds like we got a wager. Yeah, Tony's yeah. got, yeah. Tony's feels we, we might have to wager it. a uh, bottle of bourbon on this one, Tony. I will be happy to do that. <laughs> I think he's on. I think we have our first wager on the podcast. Yes. Good. Let's do it. We also, um, so we just finished up the fishing trip. We hadn't had a chance to talk about that here recently. Yeah, we did our annual, uh, Mike and I and two other buddies, Ryan and Brian, went uh, up to upstate New York and did our annual fishing salmon sling trip. And uh, all in all, it was a good time, man. I mean, fishing was really good, Like especially day two. Stahl was just like smoking them. Yeah. I was putting on a clinic. Mike Ford put us on the fish all day long. And yeah, knew, shout out to Mike Ford, he knew our guy. Exactly guide. where they were at. Real, uh, real addicted, for sure. He got, real addicted guy, charters. That guy is on uh, on point. And uh, if you ever want to listen to what a podcast with Brian Zalaskas would sound like, it would be like this. That's there, basically it. That's basically it. <laughs> that would basically be it. But. Uh, Gosh, I mean, what a what a great. So I don't I don't think so. Every morning, Mike Ford put Z in the same hole, and Z stood there for six hours a day. Just yeah, he he could he could he he could <laughs> just you know what, every he, he day. He would have a good job for him would have been like the guy that protects the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. <laughs> exactly. I mean, because he could just guy, stand there and not do anything. He'd be so good at that because he would just be like he, he just no situation. Just like he was so excited that when we were up there, there was no cell service. <laughs> like That's right. he was, he was. My wife can't reach me. He's like no one can reach you. He's like I got nothing to do. But he could stand in the river for eight hours straight. Doing the same arm motion, not <laughs> talking to a soul. I don't even know if he, he ever didn't like talk. pissed. I don't think he ate pissed. Nothing like he didn't talk to us. No, I think one time I looked at him and he waved me away like get the fuck away from me. Don't you dare come over here. I'm gonna give you about thirty fucking acres of stay the fuck away from me. Leave me the fuck alone. No, thirty acres to leave me the fuck alone. That's what he wanted. Yeah, well, we got to get up to to Tony's spot in Idaho and go fly fishing up there. That's like yes. fly fishing heaven. That'd man. be fun. We I go might have to learn how to fly Snake fish River. Oh one. yeah, that's it's like like poetry in motion. That's golden. That's like golden yeah. territory for catching oh, my trout. Gosh, yeah. We I, I did go fly fishing in Colorado. So y'all are talking about going to visit the black guy in Idaho to go fly fishing. <laughs> it was a sentence I never thought I would actually say, to be honest with you. But so yes, hello America. There's a black guy by the name of Tony in Idaho. In, in Idaho, he lives in Idaho, and, and these motherfuckers are talking about coming to visit me to go fly fishing. Well, it, I don't think that's going to happen, but I guarantee you this. <laughs> but in the same sense. You probably would never have thought growing up as a kid, you know what, I'm going to have my white buddies out to my house in Idaho to take a fly fishing. Exactly. I never would have thought that shit. And like, I remember the first time. Cheers. Cheers, motherfuckers. Hey, we drinking out of Clint Gant. Wait, oh, we drinking man. out of Glen Karen's over this motherfucker, just to let y'all know. Yep. But I remember, the, I remember, I'll never forget. <laughs> that's, that's funny. I remember my buddy. I had a buddy named Mitch Mason. He was a white boy. We we played basketball together. That was yeah, his name dude. was Mitch. We picked up on Mitch. That. <laughs> and so <laughs> I never forget. We went to my grandma's house one day after school, right? And Mitch, that was my dude, right? That was my dude. Me, me and Mitch, we were close. We were tight like hallways. You know what I mean? 
And he walked, me and him walked up in my grandma's house. And my grandma damn near had a stroke in that motherfucker. <laughs> when he just walked up in there. Yeah. She was like, who is you? <laughs> you the insurance man? Or you the... <laughs> you ain't coming you, to take my house. <laughs> you here for the taxes? <laughs> she damn near had a stroke. I was like, no, grandma. This is Mitch. This is my teammate. This is my brother. And she was like, who your people is, boy? Why you in my house? I'm like, Grandma, no, no, Grandma, Mitch, my teammate. I don't know what the hell that is, but why is you in my house? Don't I hit. said, Grandma, Mitch, my friend. Boy, you got white friends? Yes, Grandma, I do. And then from then on, she sat Mitch down, right? And she said, y'all hungry? Yes, Grandma, we hungry. We want something to eat. She gave Mitch a piece of fat back, and he licked that motherfucker <laughs> like it. She gave Mitch and I a biscuit and some fat back, right? M- Mitch never had fat back in his life. Mitch thought that shit was steak. <laughs> well, you get, and, and, you get some good fat. Speaking, we were talking about like Carolina and barbecue and everything else. Yeah. Oh, barbecue! You want to talk about barbecue? I wouldn't mind. I do love. Oh, I love myself my some barbecue. All right, let's talk about. All right, so here we go. So barbecue in North Carolina is pulled pork that's that's cooked on hickory wood, smoked for about twelve to eighteen hours. It's a vinegar-based barbecue sauce, and there we go. Mike calls it that Carolina heat. He know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do. I do love that Carolina he had, heat. So my, I had an uncle. So my great-grandpa had three kids. He had two daughters and a boy. And my my uncle was called Uncle Boy because he was a boy. He had two daughters <laughs> Make, and a boy. I follow. I follow. Yeah, so yeah, we, yeah. Had a, um, we had a boy John sauce. Mike liked that shit. <laughs> Was it? Was oh it pretty spicy? No, nah, so it's that vinegar-based shit. We went in 2019. Mike said, "I like that Carolina eat." Yeah, <laughs> no. Uncle Boy's son, Maurice think, Jones. Man. I honestly think the less color a barbecue sauce has, the better it is. Yeah, like it's, it's like um, that so Carolina it, Carolina barbecue is like really uh, it's pulled pork. Yeah, it's just really it's tangy. A, it's a vinegar-based sauce, yeah, for sure. Made with vinegar, apple cider vinegar. Tomato paste, brown sugar, honey, red pepper, um, crack, fresh cracked red pepper flakes. I'm just listening to your voice and I just got like a chubby. I don't know what it is. <laughs> oh my damn. That's called Barry White. I wish I could get paid off that shit. <laughs> your, your voice is just so soothing. Talk to me about barbecue, Tony. I talk wow. about barbecue and let me hush let me let puppies. me dim the lights a little bit. Yeah, yeah maybe I, like I should step out of the room. I heard you say tomato paste, and I went from six yes. to midnight. Put some brown sugar in that motherfucker. <laughs> it's, it's crazy too, though, like how she dropped them draws. <laughs> I got them draws, dog. Oh. Uh. But yeah, so uh, what were what else were we talking about? So we talked Steelers, we talked fish and trip, we talked Carolina. You know what? Barbecue. Barbecue. On, the, on, the, on the fishing trip though, did you want to talk about the Gowdy? The Gowdy. Oh, talk about the Gowdy. Yeah, I don't know Gowdy. what the fuck well, the Gowdy is. What yeah. is the Gowdy? Well, that's a good question, Tony. Because so what is the Gowdy is the question? Because we 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 stayed at a place that was on Gowdy Pond. 
Gaudi Pond. And, and it was like G-O-U-D-Y. Yeah. yeah. Gaudi. G-O-D-Y. And so, and so also this guy has has Isn't started Ed? Yeah, Ed has started a bed and freck, uh Airbnb business that's really in its infancy. Everybody got an Airbnb around his mother. Ed doesn't understand some of the basic principles of Airbnb as in like, hey Ed, we're never supposed to see you if we come check into your place. Don't show up, motherfucker. <laughs> right. We're we're paying you to not see you. So we check into Ed's place and on the drive in, we haven't even made it to the place yet. On the drive in, Ed's- and we didn't even know who he was at first. He was just like a lumberjack guy. He's like a sixty year old guy. And sweatpants and like a ripped up flannel chopping wood. No way. And the flannel, yeah, and the shirt underneath the flannel is just like a uh, like a tomahawk. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, okay. So we're driving in, and he's like, hey, boy, where, where are you going? And we're like, oh, I think we're going to the the whatever cabin. And uh, and the cleaning, <laughs> him and the cleaning lady well, are over I, there. That like, wasn't his cleaning lady. That was his wife. Chopping wood. Or whatever they do. Turns out that was his wife. So that's what y'all call fucking chopping wood. <laughs> yeah, and so and so it turns out that there is actually Were they chopping wood. Turns out like Ed Ed briefs us on like the rules of the house. And what? No, no, he he talks to us for twenty minutes and says and like gives us everything we need to know. I mean, you're staying in an Airbnb. Like all you need to know is like how to get in, how to get out. <laughs> yeah, I just I just want to know the door in and like, the door out. Is there a out. key so, or what? So what's the rules of the house? Well, it turns out rules. It turns out there's a thing called free wood? Free wood. <laughs> and there's there's pay wood. <laughs> and you get hardwood? Yeah, you can either put you can either take out of Wait, the you pay were wood a, a pile. Strip club or you were at a, at a, <laughs> no. a, a cabin? No, I mean there was a stack of there was more there was But what more if like, I got wood? There was more fell trees around this property. <laughs> And Z is a thrifty some bitch because he just <laughs> he just grabbed a bunch of kindling. Well, then, and there just, was, then there was the heat wood. There was, a, there was like three different classes of cut, chop, split wood. Yeah. And like we had to like figure out what to You'd do. You'd never it. be able to tell them apart until like, you get the bill. And don't burn, don't like burn all your papers. Yeah, and it was like uh, basically, like, basically like they were too lazy to fucking clean the place when we we're done. So they wanted us to like burn everything. You know, don't so, like clean it up. They're like, we want you to it to look the same way it looked when you leave as when you checked in. I'm like, well, what the fuck am I paying you for? Yeah, and we're like, well, we kind of we kind of get this it. A place that had no electricity. Yeah, it had no electricity. <laughs> no electricity, just gas lamps. And, the, and then there was like an outside shower. Like you stood under a, literally, a hose, like yeah. literally a garden hose. You might as well been like in a in a barrel. <laughs> that would have been a little bit more private. <laughs> yeah. And, and y'all yeah, pay for this place, right? They weren't <laughs> sure like did. they weren't like real like uh, in terms of like the spacing of the wood. They weren't like real concerned about like what people other people would see because it was just you know. Right. It was, oh. But at any rate, so like it's back to the gout. So it was called like the cabin on Gowdy Pond. Ed takes mm-hmm. us on a tour, but he's he, like, "Hey, listen up, guys." We need to take you. Hey, and and he comes and sits by us, <laughs> sits down next to us by the fire. We've been fishing for six hours, and he now wants to take us on a tour of his property. He wants to kind of show off the property for, for sure. For sure. Totally. And, and but look, y'all already paid to be there, and you good. You already paid. Yeah, exactly. Like made you. And everything, right? This, this he wasn't is, trying to like sell us on the place. Like we already gave. You already paid, right? right? You yeah, already made the a deal's done. Right? It's yeah. been booked. Like we're here. Like I can't get out of it. I can't. We showed up. Like yeah. y'all are there. We're there. 
he goes on to tell us about a animal, a fictional animal, we think, a <laughs> mythical animal that is the Gaudi. The Gaudi. That is the likes of a... He called um, it a some kind of cat, like a yeah, like a uh, not a field cat, but it, it, it's like a, a muskrat of sorts, maybe. Right, I can't. But he, now he said, I've gone to the bowels of the internet, but he did I say, can't find a single. No one, no one knows. And he said he's like this pond is the largest concentration of gaudies in the entire world. He's like there's another pond in like Hungary that has like seven of them. Yeah. But, but basically you... like there's a dozen of them here. They're endangered species and they're all within like a mile. But this range. is after you made the reservation and you showed yeah, up, right? This, and he continues to, to just badger us about these guys to sell us he, on this place. He and said, we're like he said he told I remember him telling me he's like we're like are they like friendly little furry animals? Or are they like, you know, scavengers? He's like <laughs> He's like, they are the most fiercest killing machine that you've ever seen in your life. I'm Here's like, what he said, Tony. He said, if you put a Gaudi in a, a cage with a Wolverine, that Wolverine doesn't stand a chance. That's for like, He said the Wolverine wouldn't last a minute. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I want to know that. what Ed is smoking. Because <laughs> we literally shit. searched high and low. There is no record of any animal being called a Gaudi ever no, in the world. I can't even. I've tried all sorts of different spellings. No. I've done. I've. I swear. I've gone to the bowels. I've, of the I've went to the top. Ed is smoking some good shit. He's smoking them left-handed cigarettes. Yes. <laughs> but it was funny. The one, like the one afternoon, I'm like, all right, guys, like and this is where Ed's kind of like, and he's chopping wood like. 50 feet away. Like, basically, like, trying to eavesdrop on what we're doing. like, guy, Ed, go away, please. He's Bye, like, Ed. Wood. By I'm the like, way, I'm chopping pay wood, did boys. Did y'all pay before you got <laughs> there the, or this after? This is the pay wood here. <laughs> no, but I'm like, I told Ryan, I'm like, hey, Ryan, we're gonna, let's go into town. Like, we're, we're, our beers are low. Let's, let's grab a couple cases of beer. And then, like, as we're pulling out, Ed runs over. He's like, Dawn, where are you going? Like, we're going to get beer. He's like, oh, I got plenty. Why don't you come back to my house? Like, I got plenty of beer in my house. He's like, you guys like Bush Light, right? And I'm like, eh, we're going to get some different. Yeah. Bush Light, we call that water. <laughs> but he, uh, so we, like, throughout the night, we're just like, we, everyone thinks they've seen a Gowdy. A Gowdy? <laughs> so after about a like, what was that, a Gowdy? <laughs> after, after four cases of Bush Light, we think we've seen some. <laughs> I think a Gowdy just slept in my bed with me last night. At the end of the day, we asked Ed to to draw us a picture of what he thinks is a Gowdy, and it looks a lot like a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> We're not saying for sure, yeah, but if you put that, if you put that sign at I a gas think, station, like missing person, yeah. they'd be like, "Yeah, that's a raccoon." <laughs> oh, I think I think that's a raccoon. And, let me guess. These these guys really get in your trash cans, right? And I think you've been hoodwinked. Yeah. I, think, I, I think told y'all from the beginning, Ed been smoking some good shit. I think you should rebrand this place Raccoon Pond. <laughs> Got it. Oh, damn. Are we... Uh, it's, it's five questions time. Just I, about, I think it's right? probably good. Yeah, we're, we're an hour and a half in. We might as well do that. Oh, so, explain to Tony how five questions work. All right, so Tony... Um, I I haven't written anything legible here, but I've I've chalked down some notes that will cue me into. I'm gonna I ask you some questions. Okay. 
Here's the thing. You're not allowed to answer them unless we ask you to answer them. So we're going to yes. answer them for you. So okay. we're going to guess what your answer is. And depending on how interesting the question so, is, we might, we may or may not proceed with your question. So basically, you're giving me a warm cup of shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, okay, absolutely. I'm going to I mean, go with that. It's like based off sip, it, what, sip it as you may. I based will, off what we know of you I now. I will pour me another Glencairn yeah, as a poor soldier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to ask you some questions, and, and yes. uh, some of them are going to be kind well, of This odd has already ballish. worked out better than the, our one friend that was on the podcast and drank all the way down to about a 16th left all by himself. Oh. Yeah, yeah he slept in his car. He'd probably go to meetings, too. He should. He probably should. <laughs> he should. He probably got a coin that He'd says. He'd be the life um, of the party at the yeah, meetings. The, the meetings he goes to, they have pillowcases <laughs> over their head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I just saw something with his high school that was not good this week. Was, yeah, amen. We go, all right, all right. Let's go five. So five questions. We explained it. Should we have try, Tony read these? Uh, no, I'm gonna read them. I don't think they're. Fully Is that first one okay, or should we, we kind of already done that one? You know, I let's let's peel the onion a little bit more. So. Um, all right, we're talking about female divas of the 90s. Your favorite Jim, go ahead. We're trying to we're trying to pinpoint cuz could it, could it be an actress? Could be. Yeah, sure. A diva. I mean, Halle Berry. Boom shakalaka. Can oh, I get three no, claps? Hang on. <laughs> wow. All right, I think he nailed that. All right. I don't even think we need to go on. After that, I don't know who, who else would there have been anyone else? It ain't that? nobody else other than Halle Berry. <laughs> I swear she, for and, Lord, God damn, boy, and she's I from think. Cleveland, Tony. And she found Ohio. Boy, I tell you something right now. I tell you, boy, I would drink a bath water. <laughs> drink her bath water. <laughs> and I'm sure that would quench a great thirst, Tony. Thanks for the whole answer. What was that movie right. she was in that was like really fucked up, but she was like getting railed like, in front of the couch? Uh, oh, uh, Monsters Ball. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy Bob Thornton beat the brakes on that motherfucker. <laughs> no, brakes. Monsters Ball was Charlize Theron, wasn't it? No, it was Halle Berry. Make me feel good, made me feel good. Dropped them draws. She, <laughs> Billy Bob got them draws, dog. He sure did. Mm-hmm. How about that guy? How about fucking Billy Bob Thornton? That ugly motherfucker. He had some women. I mean, Angelina Jolie. You know, he got to have time. I mean, what was up with that guy? Halle Berry. I think he's. Um, I think he's just a, a good soul. Uh, I don't know. He got. He's draws. like a horse, right? He I mean, got in draws, dog. He yeah. got Halle Berry draws. At I can't even. I don't even know where to go with that. Billy Bob Thornton for crying out loud. He, All right, mm. Tony. Question number two. What is your favorite bourbon? Oh. Well, I think we talked a little bit about it too. Um, what do you say? We say E.H. Taylor. I know he likes E.H. Taylor. I'm gonna say, but but he also said like uh, Barreled and Bond, Evan, not Evan Williams. Um, I don't know. No, yeah, no, yeah, Stag Junior. Stag Junior. Boom shakalaka. Can I get three claps? <laughs> oh, two for two. Wow. Oh my gosh. You guys are. Jim Nailing. You guys, guys don't even have to answer the question. You guys Kend- got a real connection. Here, Kindred man. spirits again. Jeez. It's all there. All right. Question number. I'm not even going to try to answer after that. I mean, you got three claps. I don't know what I'm going to do. This is the gong show for Granola. <laughs> well, we'll start with Shane. One gong. 
Yeah, I'm bound to get this way off. All right, this is this one's 50-50, Shane. Unless it's about like 90s white, white country singers. We're starting with, we're starting with Shane. This one has a uh, 90s female country singer theme. No, I'm kidding, it doesn't. <laughs> All right, the question is, Iraq or Afghanistan? I'm going to say ask Krakistan. Okay. Um, Afghanistan. Mike? I'd say hands down Afghanistan. I'd rather go there than any other country in the world. And you're right. Afghanistan. <laughs> Iraq is just a hot mess. Desolate place. It's just hot. flat and it's just God. It's Afghanistan like is more the, mountains, right? Oh Afghanistan God. I mean Iraq is the, 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 the piece of your your scrotum and your thigh. That's where Iraq is. Like, I don't think anyone's ever named that. We'll just call it yeah. Iraq from now on. Like, there's a taint, obviously, but like there's taint. I'm talking about bad and there's, there's like taint, and then there's Iraq on both sides. There's thigh scrot. So Iraq scrotum and your thigh. Let me let me ask where you your get, scrotum and your thigh meets. That's what we call Iraq. Let me ask you guys a question, Mike and Tony. You guys were both in Afghanistan, obviously. Had there not been so much shit going on and war for centuries would it be is it a beautiful place it's gorgeous hindu kush is gorgeous yeah i can't i mean i just i mean even i mean it would the rockies would pale in comparison to the hindu kush i mean it's just absolutely beautiful just so like rugged i think we should just start a we should probably set up some ski resorts over there (laughs) yeah seriously it's absolutely gorgeous (laughs) I mean, if I got some investors, I mean, if y'all got some 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 meals to drop. No, but it is. Yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk uh, to Whale Bablozzi about it. <laughs> talk to Whale Bablozzi. I I mean, honestly, it's just it's it's a beautiful place. I mean, there are parts of the country to, towards the south as you get down towards like uh, Pakistan and yeah, Kent. Uh, was it down there by what, Kandahar? Is yeah, horrible. Okay. But up north, man, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Up, so, up, what up country towards... borders Afghanistan to the north? Uh, to the north is. Um, I mean, it's a former like Kyrgyzstan Russian country, right? I mean, it's yeah, course, or Soviet. Kyrgyzstan. Turkmenistan. Turkmenistan. Just Menistan and Kazakhstan, Turkmenistan. Because it's wash your ass, Stan. Bombed out and depleted. Um. Former yeah. Russian Turkmenistan. Yeah, it, I mean, but but I mean, it's all part of you know Central Asia. But yeah, I mean, the mountains really define that country, and it's it's really special. It's gorgeous. gorgeous. So we'll, we'll look at a ski resort for that place. Yeah. I mean, if you, we got some investors out yeah. this motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. well, Pelosi. If you're out there, Pelosi. <laughs> Pelosi. P- Nancy Pelosi. And Pelosi. Uh, this is an important one. Um, Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, or Mike, or Bill Bib DeVoe. BBD. ABC? BBD? BBD. All right, you're going Bill Bib DeVoe. Okay, I got you. Poison. 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 <laughs> I'm gonna have to say Ronnie Bobby Ricky or Mike. Uh I'm going new edition too. I'm going new edition on this one. My answer is new edition. 
Oh. Yeah. Hey oh. Wow. I just wanted to say the DVD. OG. The OG. Candy girl. <laughs> you're my world. All right. Final. You're so sweet. The last question was uh, final picks for the game this weekend. We need scores, though. We can't just win or lose. I say Browns 23, Steelers 17. Okay. Shane? Browns 19-13. Browns are going to score 1,913 points. <laughs> to yes. zero. <laughs> 1,930 Regular points. Regular Ditka or Mini Ditka? <laughs> or Mini Ditka. How do you score 19 points? <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'll take the under. I'm going to say 21-17. Let's say we get two touchdowns and a field goal. All right, guys. Who wins? 20, you said 21. You said Steelers. 20, I'm not the gonna. I'm Steelers not gonna commit to that. Will win. Anywho, we get 17. It, the, Steelers the Steelers will lose. score 24 points. Uh-oh. The Browns will score 10. Oh. Because the Steelers do have a defense. Oh. The Browns don't have a defense. The Browns do, but we're gonna put 24. What if Miles Garrett slams Ben's face into a smushy? He's only one man. <laughs> what about J. Davian Clowney? There's two men. Him. There's two. Okay. Him okay. Is not so what you guys him have 11 men technically on defense at all times. <laughs> but here's the deal. We got this dude named Najee Harris. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. Give me a break. Screen pass. And we call it yak. And I ain't talking about cognac. I'm talking yards at the catch. Najee is on my fantasy team, so I've been following him closely. So you feel me, brother? We'll see. He caught like you 13 passes one game or whatever. Yes, sir. Uh, we like well, we, Tony, we do like to throw that, that Tony, screen pass. Tony and I are going to have a wager for a bottle of, a good bottle of whiskey on I this game. You. And we were, we, we will discuss the details tomorrow. And tomorrow and the next day. And we have two weeks to really talk trash up to it, but All right. I think we get, we got something going on. Let's here. do it. And, and, and I just want to tell everybody, I want to tell the whole nation, hey, you got an American hero right here. We call him Michael C. Stoll. Great military career. American patriot. American son. Product of Lima, Ohio, but he's a revenue of the world. This dude right here, recognize who he is. Recognize who you have. Give him a high five when you see him. Embrace him when you see him. We love him. He's great. He is America's son. So thank you. Well, I'm going to say we got two American heroes here. Absolutely. Tony and Mike. And uh, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for coming to town. Thanks for having me. Thanks for your service. Uh, you know, you're another one of the America's best. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, great great to meet you in person. Can't wait to spend a little bit more time with you tomorrow and tonight. And uh, it's going to be a great weekend and a great time and celebrating everybody's uh, everybody's awesomeness. Yeah. We're yes. going to be throwing them back tomorrow. This is America, motherfuckers. All right. Time to drop your asses off and chirp out. Have a good one, everybody. America. Let's go.